can say. Amen. Praise God. Wow. Amen. I'm going to try to. I wanted to challenge myself to preach for 20 minutes, but by the time I finish writing the scriptures and writing everything, I think it will take like two hours. So I'm going to summarize. But unfortunately, the scripture is really long also. So John chapter 4, verse 1 to 26. That's a long one. Now Jesus learned that the Pharisees has heard that he was going to he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Although, in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's world was there. Jesus died, tired as he was from a journey, sat down at the well. It was about noon when a Samaritan woman came to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Well, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For a Jew, for Jews do not associate with Samaritan. Jesus answered her, If you knew, come on, say it to your neighbor, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you a living water. Said so the woman, said, You have nothing to draw with. And the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whosoever drinks the water I give, them will never taste. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a string of living up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go, call me your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said, to her you are right when you say you have no husband the fact is you have had five husbands and the man now you are living with is not your husband what you have just said is quite true said the woman said i can see that you are a prophet amen because of time, I'm just going to jump straight away. Let's go to verse number 22. It said, You Samaritan worship where 
you do not know. He said, you Samaritan worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. For salvation is for the Jew. Yet a time is coming. And as now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seek. God is a spirit and his worshippers must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. Amen. Look at the face of your neighbor and say, if only you knew. Tell your neighbor, if only you knew. I want to plead with all movements to cease as we listen to the word of God. Amen. Tell your neighbor one more time, if only you knew. Amen. I will leave the rest to you because God is able to do much more than you can expect from him. Because the Bible says he's the beginning, he knows the end from the beginning. One of the most, because of what I'm going to do, I'm going to do the part one today so that at least some people will, some of us will benefit with the introduction. I'll do the introduction today and we'll continue. The first thing that comes to mind when I see this woman in John chapter 4 is what I call her attitude. The attitude of this woman is one of the outstanding things I pick from this. And I want you to put everything you know aside regarding attitude because most often what we so claim to be attitude is not what it is. So I just want to introduce a subject with the main element I want to address when we talk about attitude it means a settled way of thinking or feeling about something so it is already a settled way of thinking or feeling about something be with me somebody another meaning said it is it is an individual's predisposition state of mind regarding a value and it is precipitated through responsive expression towards oneself, a person, place, thing, or event. So there is an object which intends to influence the individual's thought and action. Most simply put for us to understand, attitude in psychology are the feelings individuals have about themselves and the world in which they live in. Now, you must understand that attitude, if I try to expand it a bit, is a mental or natural state of readiness. Organized through experience, exerted a directive or dynamic influence onto individuals respond to all objects and situation with which it is related. This was a man called Pot who defines it, but I want to break it down more. I just want to try my best. To be more specific, an attitude may be defined as the mental state of an individual which prepares him or her to act, react, 
or to make him behave in a particular predetermined way. It is actually an acquired feeling. What it means here is that it is a mental state. You will realize that this man called Jesus have done nothing to this woman. But by virtue of the fact that the woman knew that Jesus was a Jew and she was a Samaritan, there was a preconceived idea she's got already. And that disposition and that state of mental state is now influencing her behavior. Had it not been that preconceived idea, she would have related to Jesus in a better way. Some of us, maybe you had an encounter with somebody. And when you had an encounter with somebody, the person was really nice until the person told you where they're coming from. And already you have this preconceived idea about those who come from that place. And immediately it begins to control your behavior. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So this woman we saw in the scriptures... Had it not been the fact that Jesus was a Jew, her relationship or her disposition with Jesus would have been different. And I want to plead with you today, I believe that God is about to do something in your life that will change your attitude. Attitude can be formed from a person past or present. Some of you also because of your experiences in life. It formulates some idea or a mental picture that want to control you. The last time you allow, you gave somebody a lift, the person pulled something on you or stole your item. You, you show kindness to somebody and that person, because of the kindness, took advantage of you. And therefore, you have this preconceived mentality or ideology and saying that I will never show anybody kindness in that state again. Praise the Lord. So, an attitude is more of an, a mental state controlling an outward expression. I like it when a man called Scott, Ham, uh, Scott Hamilton said, and I quote, he said, the only disability in life is a bad attitude. The only disability in life is a bad attitude. Now, one of the things I want to do to help all of us, if I even end here, it will be of a great pleasure to us. Is that our attitude towards the word of God is very vital. And some of you are behaving in a particular way because of your attitude. Now I want to just give you a little idea about some of the characteristics about attitude. When I talk about characteristics, I'm giving you all the ingredients that will, that will certify that this is an attitude. The first characteristics I will give to you is that an attitude, attitude are predisposition. What do I mean by predisposition? It attitudes are predisposition of purpose, interest, or opinion of the person to assess some object in a favorable or unfavorable way. It is a predisposition. It is already done. Before you get there. By the time Jesus met this woman, her attitude has already been calculated. Whatever she's going to do to Jesus, how she behaved towards Jesus, has already been predetermined. I believe that today your predisposition will change if it is not right in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus.
Now I want you to understand that an attitude is different from values. Attitudes are different from values. Values are the ideas. Whereas an attitude or attitude are the narrow. They are our feelings. They narrow our feelings. They navigate us to behave in a particular way. I pray that today your attitude will be alterated if it needs to in the name of Jesus. An attitude, attitudes are evaluative statements. Attitudes are evaluative statements which means that either favorable or unfavorable concerning the object, people or event. Unfortunately, when Jesus met this woman, it was an unfavorable encounter. Jesus didn't deserve to know this. He didn't even know the genesis of the battle the woman was talking about. But already it has been predetermined. I pray that today your encounter with people will conform to destiny in the name of Jesus. I pray that your life will mirror the heavenly purpose than your preconceived ideas about what, ide- what things are and behaving towards them in a negative way. In Jesus' name. The next one is that attitude influences human behavior. It is your attitude, a positive attitude towards a thing will influence humans' behavior towards that thing favorably or vice versa. When Jesus met this woman, it doesn't matter what Jesus was able to give this woman. But the Bible said that her attitude was not favorable. Precious one, there are times our attitude towards people is so unacceptable in the sense that the people don't deserve to go through it. These are your attitude, the things you have heard, the things you know influences the way you behave. And sometimes when we see people behaving in a particular way, it is not just their action. Their actions is just mirroring what they have in their mind. I pray that today your attitude, what people see in you, will be what they will love to see to move you forward in your life in the name of Jesus. Attitude have what we call intensity. It refers to the strength of the effective com- component. For example, we may dislike an individual, but the extent of our disliking will determine the intensity of our attitude towards the person. Jesus Christ, this woman, her attitude because of her preconceptualization of what the people around her, where she's coming from, the Samaritans have really constructed her mind to be formed in such a way that her behavior is becoming what she doesn't even want to do. A preconceived idea is controlling her behavior. It is determining the gravity and the extensity of this woman's behavior. Now, the, the next one, attitude are learned. So, precious one, if you have an attitude that you don't like, you have the choice to change it. But you can't change the way you behave until you change your cognitive perceptivity. The way you think, your mindset, you need to change it. And I will, I will tell you in the course, attitude is not re- inborn. If you are born, it doesn't mean it's a born phenomenon. It is something you acquire based on the information you have received. Praise the Lord. Some people came to this land. The land has not done anything to them. But they have this mindset of this preconceived idea. That this country, things are not easy. And so far as you come and you are saying that, it will mirror your life. Praise the Lord. Some of you come to church. And already before you come to the church, you have this preconceived idea. Maybe about the pastor. But you've not even known this pastor. 
But this preconceived idea is controlling your behavior. You can't change that behavior until you change your attitude. Until you change your cognitive perceptivity. In the name of Jesus, it will change for you in Jesus' name. Because of time, I'm just going to talk about the last, uh, the uh, other aspect of what I call the component of attitude. What, com- what are the components of an attitude? I want to see what is making my attitude. What forms my attitude? This woman's behavior is so painful. And that is how pitiful our life can be. You don't know what God has prepared for you. God himself, Jesus. Oh my God, I don't want to, I want to dwell, I want to establish the foundation here. But I feel like talking to somebody. The people God has brought on your way. Because of your preconceived disposition. It has made you, your interaction and the way you even talk to them. I remember a few weeks ago, I was watching YouTube. And there is this YouTuber. He decided to knock at the door of everybody. And when he knocks and you open the door, he asks you, how much is your rent? And immediately, some people decided to insult him immediately. Why? Because some time ago, they have heard of the, or they've experienced somebody knocking at their door and stealing from them. Some people didn't even open. Some people opened the door and they insulted this guy. They told him, we don't want to see you. Go away. But not knowing this guy, he, when you open your door and you tell him how much your rent was, he was going to times it by three and give you the rent for it. And these people didn't know. Some of them sack him away. But as this guy was knocking, there were people who were patient enough who decided to tell him how much their rent was. He said, we have decided to give you three times your rent. And it was so surprising to them when they received it. These people who behave in this negative way, are they known that this was how it was going to be? Their disposition and their behavior would have been different. I like it so much when I was watching the same one. When this guy goes to the library and look at those who are working on computers. He's already packed a computer at the back of his, of his, of his backpack. He's just going to them and asking them, have you not got a laptop, a computer to do it at home? That is why you are at the library. Some of them decided to insult him. Some of them said, that, don't worry. Yes, I don't have a laptop. I had one. It was broken. He said, don't worry. I have one here for you. And he took it from the back and gave it to them. If these people I am talking about, most of them behave negatively towards him. But because of their experience and what they have been told, it will even surprise you, most of you seated here. There are people who will give you genuine money. But because you have been told that nobody gives good things for free, you will decide to leave it. Why? Because of your preconceived idea. I want to tell you the composition of an attitude so that when you see it happening, you will look at it carefully. Put your hands together for Jesus. The first thing that forms your attitude is what I call cognitive component. Cognitive component is associated with the value statement. It consists of the values, beliefs, idea, or other information that a person may have fit in. Precious one, what you hear controls how you behave. If you want to limit the way you behave or you want to change your behavior, change what you hear. I want to beg of you. This woman would have, listen, you have no idea. God himself has sent God down to come and show kindness to this woman. But this woman's behavior, which has compounded by initiate, initiative, uh, this initiation of her cognitive perception, 
She has got this idea so much indoctrinated in her mind that she even met God and still was rude to God. How many of you have been rude to somebody because your mindset is wrong? Precious one, the way you behave can easily change if you change your cognitive perception. I want to beg of you, the composition of your attitude. Don't try to change an attitude that is coming outward and trying to regulate it. And some of you are, are, are so much negative. Some of you have got bad attitude people are looking at. Please, when you want to rush and change, and that is what most of us do, especially at the start of the year. Oh, this year I'm going to be prosperous. This year I'm going to train. This year I'm not going, I'm going, going to sit here again. This year I'm not going to smoke again. This year I'm not going to drink again. This time I will read the Bible. Precious one, it doesn't just happen. It happens by you feeding your cognitive mind. That part of your cognitive perceptivity. You have to develop your cognitive. Listen, the reason why you treat people the way you treat them is the way you have le- things you have in your mind about them. Praise the Lord. The first thing is what is in your cognitive perception. The other thing is that when you move from your mindset, the mind, what does the mind do to you? It comes to what we call Affective component. Affective component of an attitude is associated with individual feeling about a person which may be positive, neutral, or negative. So when you have this mindset, there is no mindset that doesn't influence you positively, neutral, or negative. So it will fall within these three groups. So what you know will either make you neutral. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I have seen many people who come to church. It does, I've seen them a lot. They come to church. They say, pastors, we, we take the offering and we spend it. And it's so much of a shame that an unbeliever is telling the believer what he should do. And I wonder who is supposed to teach what. Praise the Lord. Some people have got this idea. This, this idea, when you get this mentality... When you have this mindset and straight away it begins to influence you positively or negatively or neutral. When you watch the story carefully of this woman, we have to decide. Was it a neutral relationship? Was it a neutral one, a positive one or a negative one? Praise the Lord. Most of you have been disappointed because you thought it would be. I remember a few weeks ago, a few years ago. When one of my best friends, because of time, I'll finish with this composition. One of my best friends back in those in uni, find, find a very nice lady and was really close to us. So this guy wanted to go out with this lady. But this lady's mom went through a very bad ordeal. And this mother of this lady told the lady that don't ever give anything to a man. If you have things you take from a man, you don't give to a man. Whatever he's got, take it from him. Don't give him anything. Because they take it for granted. This lady got this man who was loaded. As I talk right now, he's a chartered accountant. He worked with the Ghana Order Service. He's so humble, so dear. By the time this guy even met this lady, he was in his 20s, still a virgin. And this guy was so humble, so dear. He doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't do anything. He's so humble, down to earth. His passion is to study. He was so good that I didn't know how he became good. Because the hand of the Lord was upon him. 
this guy would travel all the way from one town to the other to visit this lady. But because of her preconceived mental idea about how men treated her mother, which she transferred to this one, this lady lost this gentleman. After she realized that this man was not what the, father, the mother thought it would, he was, it was too late. I pray that you will not miss the mark because of your preconceived ideas. You meet people and you meet them, they are tattered, they are begging. There are some people who are begging today, but down will not be their place. Up is their place. And sometimes when you don't know what things, what is anything you hear, Precious one, if you sit in a place where you hear negative things and you don't move your seat, you will become negative. There are people who have become bitter. Their wives are wonderful, but their friends told them that I remember many years ago, a guy told me, he said that when you, treat, when you tell a woman how much you love her, she take you for granted. I said, you were a fool. You were a fool. No wonder you died. You died without telling your wife how much you love her. Because of this frequency, one of the things you have to understand, when you hear the negative, sometimes people invest so much into business and the business goes down. Doesn't mean you will not invest into your business. Since nobody is happy because you don't understand what I'm saying, you don't like it. There are genuine women, there are genuine men who enter into relationship. They enter with the, in the relationship with their whole heart. And you have been told that they will take you for granted. Because of that, the kindness you would have shown to this woman, this man, you held on to it until she passed away. No wonder a songwriter said you will never know your love until you let her go. Precious one, there are so many preconceived ideas you have that is controlling your attitude, positively, negatively, or neutral. Sometimes you don't have to be neutral. You have to be firm and fight for what is yours. In the name of Jesus. If this woman had known that these things I'm listening to is going to cost me, had it not been the grace of God manifesting to Jesus, this woman would have missed the mark. She would have carried her pain back. Most of you under the sound of my voice, there are people who want to show kindness to you, genuine kindness. But when they showed it, you took it for granted because of your preconceived ideas. Today, you have the mindset you need in the name of Jesus. The last one. So when you receive this cognitive component and you come to the affective component, the last one you come to is it produces what we call behavioral component. So that woman, her behavior towards Jesus was because, number one, her cognitive perception, her cognitive component, which came because of what she had. Number two, it was affecting her negatively. The last one is that her behavior... With the impact of various conditions or situations that led a person's behavior based on their cognitive and affective component. So your behavior is based on your word. Your cognitive, your affective, and your word. And your behavior. Praise the Lord. What a shock. It's not just an attitude. It is not just insulting people. It is not just not being patient. It is something that is inherent within you. I pray that today God will give you strength. I pray that today God will give you strength. I want to open your eyes in the next five minutes, two minutes. Because I heard there was a presentation. Precious one, there are times God, if God wants to help you, anybody with a bad attitude, God cannot show kindness to you. Everybody with a, nobody encounters God with a bad attitude. Praise the Lord. And those who know how to have the right attitude around Jesus 
encountered Jesus. The Bible said that there was a woman with the issue of blood. The Bible said that everybody was touching Jesus. Because everybody had a mindset of how they can touch Jesus. But there was a woman who had a mindset. He said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. She had a mindset. She had a voice from God. She had a mental picture. And it controlled her behavior. And the Bible says she touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And the Bible says she was made whole. Why? Because she had the mindset. And the mindset affected her positively. And she acted positively. I pray that today the strength of God will come over your life. And you will be able to maximize the opportunities God has placed into your life. This woman at the well, if it had not been the grace of God that appeared to her, by every standard, she was disqualified before she met Jesus. And there are people who come our way, and God has brought them into our way. But because of the mindset we had about them, because of the way we think about them, it has made us not maximize our behavior in behaving rightly towards them. But I pray today in the name of Jesus that the grace of God will work on your attitude. I pray that everything you have heard that is not of God, everything you know that is not right, when God send your divine helper to you, you will not miss it in the name of Jesus. Whatever mindset you have got, that doesn't bring glory to God. Whatever mindset that has come in your life, whatever you have heard from your family, from your children from your community i pray that is not of god i pray that may god renew your mind in the name of jesus may your life never be the same whatever your children have had that is making them behave in a certain way i pray that today may their minds change in the name of jesus wherever is going bad in your life whatever is going awkward in the life of your children your marriage your finances i pray that may god give you the mindset that will change it in the name of jesus may your life never be the same may you bring glory to the kingdom because today your attitude will change in the mighty name of jesus Jesus. Somebody shout a big amen and put your hands together for Jesus. I said to you, if your attitude, if your attitude is not right, it is not what the person did. It is your attitude. What you had in your mind. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Your attitude will be right in the name of Jesus. Most of you, God is blessing you with many encounters. But your attitude is not right. Today, your attitude will be right. To the glory of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus.